Okay, so we are up to today's daf, daf mem Bays number 42. And we are starting at the, uh, at the, like 10 lines down, basically, at the section, May Tashmisho Shal Nachtom, which is the water that was used for the baker, the baker, baker's water. Uh, <clears throat> so we said that, uh, that that's chametz stick, that water, and therefore it needs to be spilled out. So Tani Chada, we learned in one place, Shofchen b'makam Machon, that you can need to pour it in a place where there is an incline, so it'll flow away. Vein Shofchen b'makam Ashboren, and you can't pour it out in a place where it'll gather. And then there's another brisa that says, and then you can uh, pour it out in a place where it can pool. So what's the deal? It seems contradictory. So the more answers, it's not difficult. One is when there's a lot of water, and it'll start pooling if you pour it. So And then you better be on an incline, otherwise it's a problem. And Adelon of Fishi, if it's not that much water, to low cover, it's not really going to pool together because it's so little that it'll just get absorbed in the ground. So then it's not a problem, and that's perfectly fine. So that's the story. Okay. <clears throat> so that's the story. So we have here a... Um, um, a halacha, so Amr of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Isha lo talush, a woman should not knead the dough, el b'mayim shalanu, only with water that was left, that was, that was stayed overnight. Um, <clears throat> and the idea is, is that uh, the springs uh, in, the, in the springtime, uh, springs in the springtime run warmer. Um, warmer than the air. So therefore, what they did is they would draw the water the evening before and leave it out overnight because the air is cool and it'll be cooler water in the morning and that uh, just keeps the chametz, it won't be as uh, quick to turn to chametz and that's the idea. So it needs to be needing, you need to need with Mayim Shalonu. So what happened was a funny story. Darsha Rav Masna. Rav Masna said over at Russia, Papunya in the town of Papunya, the Machar, the next day, when he said, okay, everybody, you got to use Mayim Shalonu for your matzah. So I, the Machar, the following day, Aisukulu Alma, the entire town came out. Uh, they brought Chatzvayu, their pots, and they came to a Rav Masna, Havlan Maya, give us our your water, because um, they understood the words Mayim Shalanu means you have to use our water, meaning his water. So they are asking, okay, fine, and they didn't understand why not why, but they the rabbi said that we the rabbi's word is law, and they went there with their with his with their pots. Asking for the water, so he told them, I'm talking about water that stayed overnight, um, in you know that was drawn the night before and stayed out overnight. So it's cool water. That's what I was talking about. Okay, so misunderstood. Okay, Darash Rava, 
Rabbi said, Adrasha Isha Lotalash Bechama, a woman should not knead the dough in, um, in, the, in the sun, okay? Um, meaning um, the sun is uh, uh, too. It's hot and it's gonna it'll rise too quickly. Not with water that was heated in the sun. And not also you're not allowed to use water that was taken from the samovar from the the hot water urn that they used to have. Um, it was like a big copper urn, and it kept kept it was thick. Uh, it was kept the water warm. Um, and that's, uh, you're not allowed to use that water either. It should be specifically cold water. And also, she shouldn't move her hands from the oven. Um, you can't leave the dough standing. You gotta finish all the, all the dough that you have and bake it off so that uh, the dough is not sitting. Um, so you don't stop the process until all the dough's done. Okay, Shnei, um, <clears throat> um, she needs Shnei Kalim, two separate utensils, one is the water that she uses um, to, uh, like, to, to the, for the matzah, to smooth the surface of the matzah, the other one to cool her hands off and um, she has basically two separate containers of water. One water is that she's using in helping to shape the matzah, and the other water was just to keep her hands cooler so that it doesn't uh, heat up too much. Okay. Now, Ibailu, the question is this. Avra, the Shaila is, Avra Vilasha, what if the woman uh, transgressed and didn't need with uh, any of these hot waters? Is that problem? Does that ruin it? So Marzutra Marmuta Marzutra says that Bidi Eved it's still fine. It doesn't mean that it's chametz. It's just that it's not ideal because you're running. It's a it's a bigger risk that it may become chametz. And Ravashi Amarasa Ravashi says it's forbidden. Now Amar Marzutra Mina Mina How do I know I'm right? Because the Brisa says in Losesinas Orim BePesach we learned that you're not supposed to wash the the current the the barley kernels on Pesach, and if you did, if it's cracked open, then it's forbidden. So you see, there's something that you should ideally not do, but it, once it's done, it's not necessarily a problem. So the same thing here. This is ideally, you should use cold water, but if you didn't, it does, it's not ruined. And Rav Ashi Ravashi says, um, does the, the, is, is everything um, done, you know, is there one needle that cuts through everything? Just, that doesn't, just because over there that's halacha, doesn't mean that over here that's halacha. Where it was stated, it was stated, but where it wasn't stated, it never was stated, and therefore it doesn't necessarily equate that just because by the lasisa it's only bidyeved, it's not a problem, that so too by the water, be the evidence not a problem. Maybe it is a problem. So that's the Machlokes Marzutra and Ravashi. And it seems like the, the Psak Halacha is nevertheless lenient like Marzutra. And that's the end of the second chapter. Hajran Allah Kalsha, end of chapter two. Okay.
The cover the morning class will sing the end of chapter song. We don't do that in the afternoon class, but I'm sure you guys don't mind. Okay. And with that, let's uh let's Okay. Whatever. All right. Let's get started with the um, with the with the new chapter. Here, this is a list of things that you will transgress on Passover um, for having owning chametz over Pesach. You'll be over Bal Yiram, Bal Yimatzei, and uh, and these things. In other words, they may not be as obvious because you may not realize that there's these are these are chametz products, but they are, and that's the point. So what is the list? So first one in the list is Kuta Chabavli, the Babylonian dairy dip. Okay, so that's number one. V'shecher Hamadi. And the second one is the median beer. Okay, the beer from Madai. Um, the third is Chomet Adomi, the Roman vinegar. And the third is the Zisom, which is a, a quaff, Hamitzri, the Egyptian quaff. That's um, four, um, four countries, okay? Uh, Babylonia, uh, um, represented, as the Gemara will explain, will, will use it as a memory aid, four countries and three jobs, okay? Bizoman shel tzavayim, uh, which will explain what that is, but the dyers use a certain material. Vamelan shel tabachim, the butcher's um, this butcher's product, the colon shall suffer him, and this uh, the the scribes' um, material. So we'll explain what each of these things are in the Gemara. Even women's um, jewelry can be a chametz concern. We'll see what we're talking about when we get there. It's not till tomorrow's stuff. Zeklal, here's the rule. If it has a, a product and of any of the five grains, over you will transgress on Pesach if you own it over Pesach. This is a, just a negative prohibition. It's not uh, actual kares um, if consumed because um, there is definitely a love though. But it's a negative prohibition, but it's not kares. We'll see why. It doesn't fall into the category of kares because it's not pure chametz; it's a mixture of sorts. Okay. So Tanra Banna the rabbis learned shloshet dvarim nemru nemarim beKuta Chabavli. There are three uh, the three things stated about this Kuta Chabavli, this Babylonian dairy dip. Number one, mitamte misalev; it fattens up, it stops up the heart. So it's bad for your arteries, number one. Two, it blinds the eye. Um, and number three, and it weakens the body. But other than that, it is delicious. Okay, so, um, why, why does it clog the arteries? Because it has the milk byproducts in it. Okay, um, it's a dairy dip. It blinds the eyes. Why? Because it's has salt, has the melech sidomis, which, as we know, is dangerous for the eyes. Omachesh is a goof. Why? Mishum kumnisa. That's because it has uh, bread, moldy bread in it, as part of kumnisa de which anytime there's something moldy, 
it actually is weakens the body. It's not healthy for you, and that's the and that's the that's the that's the third thing. So Tanurabban of the Rabbis learned Gimel Dvar Marbin Hazevel. There are three things that increase one's excrement. Vikofin is a coma. It weakens the it bends you over, meaning it weakens your. It weakens your strength, okay? It takes away from your strength. And number three, and it also takes away one five hundredth of the brightness of your eyes. Eloin, here they are, Paskibar, that is the uh, black bread, new beer that's not aged, and raw vegetables. Rashi specifically states cress and onions and lettuces um, that when you eat a, mu- a lot all the time, it's not good for you. Okay, now, there are three things that decrease one's excrement. And help you stand strong, it strengthens you. And it's good for your eyes. Here they are, Pasnakia. Fine flour, fine bread, like white bread. Basar uh, shamein, fatty meat. Behind yashan and aged wine, those are the very healthy for you, um, and they're good for your system. Now, pasnakia. What do we mean by pasnakia? Uh, fine flour, fine bread. This meat that's made out of fine flour. Okay. Basar um, shamein. What is that? It's spirta delo iftach. We're talking about a goat um, that has never given birth, so it's particularly um, fatty. And number three, yayin yashan, what does that mean? Aged wine, atik atiki, that's uh, at least three years old, Rashi says. Okay, so it's at least aged by for three years, that's good wine for you, and all those things are good in that regard. Now, komili dimali, in general, foods that are good for your heart are usually bad for your eyes. And if it's um, so, and if it's bad for this, then then it's good for the other thing. So uh, usually, you know, they go, you've got to make a choice because it's going to be either good for your heart or good for your eyes, but it's not going to be good for both. Okay, so some, it's, it's usually there's a negative somewhere. Okay. Um, lavar. What is lavar mi zanvila retiva? One um, notable food that's actually good for you all around is fresh ginger. Okay, upilpilia richta and long peppers, and upasnakia obasar shamein v'yain yashan. And these mentioned that we talked about the white bread and fatty meat and aged wine. Demaylu lekulugufa gufe. They actually don't have a harm. Part, part that's harmful at all, it's good for you all around. So that's the story with that. So um, uh, at least when I gave the shear today, uh, earlier, most people had no problem with these. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next one. Sheikh Arambadi, what is that? Why is that considered chametz? The Ramubay Meisari, because of course you produced it as like our current, our beer, the way we make beer, which is out of barley. So it's chametz. The chametz adomi, that's the vinegar from Rome, Roman vinegar. Now why is that? The shadu beisari, because the way they, they put in their wine in order to sour it, 
they have to throw barley in to cause it to turn to vinegar, and that's why it has some chametz content in it. Amar uh, Rab Nachman Bitchila originally kishahayu mevien nesachem Yehuda when they used to bring libations from Yehuda, so the wine ha- was used for that mitzvah. So lo hayayenam shall Yehuda machmitz. Then there was a blessing attached to the wine that the wine never turned sour and never turned to vinegar. And the only way you could get vinegar, if you needed vinegar, what did you do? You would have to put barley in artific- to basically artificially cause it to sour. And then they, the name for it was called just vinegar. And nowadays, the Romans' wine got, is the good wine, and it doesn't sour. Until you put um, barley in it. And that, we got the name now, Roman vinegar. And this is a fulfillment of the verse, which we know that, uh, that the, the uh, Romans and Yisrael, Roman, Edom and Yisrael are like on opposite, on a seesaw. So when one's on top, the other one's down, and when one's up, the other one's down. And, they, and that's the idea in Malazu. If this one's full, Kharvazu, this one's bad. In Malazu, and if this one's full, Kharvazu, that one's bad. And Rav Nachman Yitzchak Amar Meachi brings the other Pasuk, the Pasuk of Esav and Yaakov, Mil Om Yamatz, that one will strengthen from the other. Now, Tanya, we learned in a Brisa Amar Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, Behuda Berishon, originally in Yehuda, when you would buy vinegar from an Amaretz, from a person who's not lettered, you don't have to worry about tithing, uh, taking a second tithe. Because um, there's a tradition, we can assume, it's, it's a given. It's produced, that vinegar is, by, is most likely produced by um, water pouring, having poured water on the seeds, um, uh, which is not require tithing. We'll see in a second. Ba'achshav, and nowadays, when you buy vinegar from the Amaretz, you do have to tithe. Why? It's actually produced from the wine, and that's due to the, the, the poor quality of the wine, where, how, it, how it went downhill. Now the sovereign of Yehuda temed labari surreal. So the Gemara is saying, since when is Rabbi Yehuda not considered temed uh, something that requires tithing? It happens to be that he holds that it does. Fahatanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Hamitamed, when you're making this this temed, whatever it's uh, you know, which is basically adding water to the sediments, nasan mayim bimita, and you measured amount of water when you poured onto the sediments. And then it came out the same amount of water that you poured in, you know, that's now flavored. So the Allah is putter, it's not chayev in any tithes. Rebbe Yudah says, still, it got some flavor and it does require tithing. So isn't that contradictory? So the Gemara says, what it's saying is this, Yeah, of course it does require tithing, but the Ame Aretz, 
when it comes to temid, they're they're not uh, timid about the tithing. They'll tithe it properly because it's not that valuable in their mind's eye, and therefore they'll just give that to the kohen. They don't care. Um, that's one shot. Another shot is next to the art suspect. There's two processes. There's one where you make it by pouring on top of the seeds, and the other is where you're pouring it on the sediment, the actual sediment. And the difference is, is that if it's just on the seeds, um, then it will actually um, not, not really be chayv in tithing because it's just drawing a little bit of the juice out of it, but it's not really chayv in tithing. And if it's on the actual sediment of, of the wine that was used to producing wine, so now I'm just adding more water on top of it, there's still some wine product there, so then it is chayv in tithing, and that's the difference. Okay, which brings us to the next food item. The Zesum HaMitzri, the Egyptian Zisum. What is that? My Zesum HaMitzri, so Toner of Yosef. Here is the recipe for this Egyptian quaff. <coughs> Excuse me. Talasa Sairi, three parts barley. Talasa Kortami, and something called Murika or Krug, which is another type of... A, um, I don't know what it is. Okay, um, it's a carcom, which is um, crocus or something, some other, some type of material. Okay, I don't know. Um, and the tlasa milcha and three parts salt. Now Rav Papa Mapik Sairi, he takes out not it's not made with barley. Umayel Chiti, it takes out the barley, puts in wheat instead. The way to remember who says what, it's sisni. The word sisni connects these two samach sounds, Rav Yosef and Sari. So you know that Rav Yosef is the one who says barley. Okay. Anyway, what do you do? Taruluhu, you soak it. Vikaluluhu, then you toast it. Vitachniluhu, then you grind it down. Vishasuluhu, and then you drink it down, drink it up. What? Uh, what's the process? Midivcha ve'adat from Pesach until. Shavuos, decomit if you have stuffed up bowels, marpile it'll loosen those bowels up. But the rafi and if you got loose bowels, mekametle it'll regulate you. So um, it's a it's a drink that's taken to help you regulate. And lecholo liisha ubra, but for a sick person and for a pregnant woman, sakanta, they don't drink this stuff. It's dangerous. Okay, so that's Zesum HaMitzri. Next one is Zomein Shal Tzvaim. What is that? Hacha Tirgimu Mayu Dechivri Ditzavi Bu Laba, Libas, which is basically, Rashi says it's basically, they, they make it out of, uh, you know, also a, a water, you know, soaking grain in, in the water, and it gets like a reddish hue, and they use it to, um, to, to, get red leather, like uh, to color the leathers, okay? To get a red, red dye on your leather. Next one is Vamelon Shel Tabachim. What is that? Pastavua. This is uh, a bread made out of a specific bread product that's made out of Tavuah Shloviah grain that was not fully ripened, only a third of the way ripened. Shaminich After you make, they made this bread and put it, on the mouth of the pot, and this way the 
the froth and the uh, the stench of or whatever the food that's cooking, it absorbs it into the bread product. Anyway, the bottom line is it's a chametz product, and it's chametz, and that's why it's a problem on Pesach. The kolon shel sofrim. What is kolon shel sofrim? Achaturguma. Here it's translated as perura de ushkafi. So perura de ushkafi is basically a type of glue or what we would call paste, which is, you know, that's the same uh, recipe how you make paste nowadays. You take flour and water and you mix it together and it's very sticky and you make paste out of that. Um, and they use it. Uh, so kolon shel sofrim, that's one pshat. Now, Rav Shimi Michuzna Omar, it's actually a, um, a used by the wealthy daughters where the Shemeshairos also Livnosaniam and they leave it for the poor uh, girls um, and that basically it's used as a depilatory of sorts. And is that so the school of Rebchia learns Arba Mine Medina, it's three uh, it's for, um, the, uh, in the list of our Mishnah, it's four related to different uh, countries. That's Kutach HaBavli, um, um, what are they? Kutach HaBavli, Sheikhar Hamadi, Chometz Adomi, and Zesom Mitri. So those are the four countries. And three, um, right, Veshalosh Mine Umnus, and three um, professions. Are mentioned now. If it's the rich girls' stuff, that's not a profession. My That's nothing to do with the omnis, so it doesn't make sense. If it's pruish de ushchafi, which is the glue stuff, this paste, It's not used by the shal sofrim. It's not used by the by the scribes. It's used by the leather workers. They would use it to to glue the 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 stra- leather straps together to make it a thicker piece of leather. So miboyle, that's what it should say. So I'm Ravoshia, Lolampru de Ushrafi, my curly colonsha sofrim. Why is it called the for the scribes, the sofrim nami midapkin buhu niarosin? They use it for their paper, the mache, I'm joking. They use it to make their to stick their papers together. They would glue the papers uh, one to each other, and that was the idea to make, uh, that's the, one of the processes of making paper was made out of grass, and they would have to, you know, sort of paste it together into, uh, into the paper. So it was used as well in the paper-making process, and that is the story. And we'll stop over here and continue with this tomorrow. A pleasure learning with everybody. Have a wonderful Shavuot Tov and a great evening. Bye-bye.